For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Friday, May 13th. 2022 on today's episode we're going to talk about our expectations for obi-wan kenobi the new disney plus tv series this is slash home editorial director peter soretta and joining me on today's podcast is slash home news writer ryan scott happy friday everyone how's it going so ryan you wrote this article last week and it, by the way it's a it's friday the 13th Ooh. It is. It is Friday the thirteenth. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm <laughs> excited. Actually, I'm having a bunch of people over to do a double feature from my very expensive Friday the thirteenth box set. So wait, you you can't leave us hanging. What what double feature is it going to be? Oh, uh, we actually don't know yet. So what I'm going to do is everyone's going to come over. We're going to write our suggestions on little slips of paper, uh, which ones we'd like to see, and then whatever two get drawn, that's what gets watched. That that's good method. I like that. Um, okay, so last week you wrote an article called Star Wars Fans Want These Questions Answered in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I thought I would use that as a starting point because, you know, this series is coming up on us pretty fast. It comes out, what, next week or the week after? Something like that. And uh, I thought this might be our last chance to kind of speculate ab- about it before we actually see it. Um so what questions do you think this show needs to answer? Well, I guess, the, you know, there's need or want. You know, it's kind of a it's interesting because because I guess art in some way is not beholden to questions people have. Um, I don't want to start a whole thing here, but that's kind of the thing with The Last Jedi, right? Like it didn't really answer a lot of questions a lot of people had. And, you know, but anyway. <laughs> um, OK, so uh, one of the things that I. that I especially after that most recent trailer came out is we only know little bits about Owen Lars's relationship Uncle Owen if you will and Obi-Wan's relationship uh very clear they're going to get a lot more interaction in this show so how is that relationship going to play out we need to know (laughs) kind of why Uncle Owen has that crusty bit about him when it comes to Obi-Wan because he's pretty dismissive of Obi-Wan and in in a new hope and like let's figure out why that is 
Yeah, I mean, that, that that is a good one. I think they're going to have to explain that. And obviously, we see them talking together in the trailer. So we, we do know that they're going to come into contact with each other. We Who we don't know that Obi-Wan's going to come into contact with is Luke Skywalker. Young, young Luke. We see him, like, looking through his binoculars at Luke. Yeah, he's uh, kind of he's kind of doing the rear window to Luke there, but that's about that that that, that that's about all we know so far. I don't think that they're going to meet, right? Like I mean, Luke does know of old Ben, right? Like he, like everybody in Yeah, the, the implication in a New Hope is like, "Oh, old ben, uh, there's an old Ben Kenobi." So he knows and especially if you, you know, I don't know how well re- you remember being 10 years old. You know, you got vague memories. Yeah. You know, so so th- there could be that, you know, brief interaction. And, and I don't think they're going to go on like an adventure together because that would sort of <laughs> negate some things. But. I, I picture it being like one of those moments, if it does happen at all. I picture it being one of those moments like in Back to the Future um, 2 where like Doc Brown comes in contact with Doc Brown. And, uh, you, you know, it Doc's like, I hear there's going to be a storm tonight, but I don't know. You know, it's like one of those things, like, it, it's like a very, like, quick uh, interaction uh, that kind of uh, is, is a fun tease of, uh, you know, Obi-Wan kind of knowing where Luke's future might lie. Yeah. Boy, someday that kid's going to be our new hope, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, w- w- one person we do know that Obi-Wan is going to come into contact with because they're, te- they're teasing this up. This is the first concept art we saw. Uh, Ewan McGregor has been talking about coming face to face with Darth Vader, which kind of has me a little conflicted because, I don't know, it, it really feels like the movie set it up like Darth Vader and, you know, Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi have not seen each other since attack of the clone or i mean uh the revenge of the zest you know i think i think that's something we star wars fans carried with us for a long time as an assumption yeah there's nothing in a new hope that explicitly says i haven't seen you since you left me for dead on mustafar you know what i mean like there there, there is definitely some room for interpretation of a round two there um and because i mean they hadn't seen each other in a long time still because i guess the timeline once you go from this show to a new hope, it'd still be one another 11, 12 years or something like that. Yeah. So that's still a long time to have not seen one another. So I, I think it's all about execution here, but I think there's a way because star Wars storytelling is very good at slipping story in little cracks. And this could be one of those ways to slip some story into a little crack here that we didn't know existed. I mean, also, we see the Inquisitors here. So it seems like if Darth Vader comes face to face with Obi-Wan again, he knows he's still alive. He knows he's still out there. And I, I feel like Obi-Wan's going to be on the run for the rest of his life, but he's hiding out, <laughs> I don't know, in a pretty obvious place in, in, in my mind. But I, I, mean, I guess it was a pretty obvious place even without the show. But it's also the fact that now if he shows up and Darth Vader sees he's alive, doesn't that become Vader's like obsession of like, we need to now find and kill Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, all right, let's look at it this way. Probably a lot of like, cause this is like, I don't know. Have you read much of the comics, like the Darth Vader comics, Peter? Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of like growth that goes on with Darth Vader 
in between those years from Revenge of the Sith to A New Hope. Like, that Rogue One Vader is not the Vader we get in the immediate aftermath of Episode 3. There's a lot of growth that goes on there. And I think there's a lot of, like, trauma associated with what happened between him and Obi-Wan. So I think let's assume they fight again here. And let's say Obi-Wan kicks his ass again. <laughs> there, there might be, like, a whole, like, look, I'm just going to ignore that, you know, on some level. Or, like, I'm not going to Tatooine. You know, there's too much <laughs> bad shit. You know what I mean? I think there, there could be very real, like, you know, what is Darth Vader afraid of? You know, and like if you can sort of lace that in there, I think that would be an interesting notion. How do you? And think then eventually, he... but then sorry, then eventually, like once you get through that process of growth, once they meet in a new hope, he's no longer afraid of. You know what I mean? It's just kind yeah. of that idea of like, for sure. I you know you were once the master, I am now. I forget the line, but you know that's the that's the idea. In your article, one of the questions you put there was, "Will the Inquisitors translate to live action?" Yeah. Um, again, isn't, I don't know. Like I'm a big rebels guy. Did you, do, are you like, oh, where, where are I you I love at? rebels. Love okay. It. Yeah. Re rebels is one of my favorite star Wars things ever. And, uh, did you play, I know you, I think we talked about it. you, you haven't played Jedi fallen order, right? No, I have not. Okay. But so, but so, okay. But so you are, but you are at least familiar with the inquisitors. Up to yes. Because you also read the Darth Vader comics, right? So, okay. Yeah. So there's things don't always translate perfectly. Uh, the Inquisitors, as they exist, are very cool. Uh, they're very interesting, and they actually serve a very, very good and unique, interesting purpose within the larger story of the Star Wars universe. You know, we've already seen some people complaining about the looks of the Inquisitors, but animation is not live action, live action, live action is not animation, whatever. My concern is whether or not they can translate as effectively from like the versions of them we've already seen, can they be that effective in a show as well? And I hope they can yeah. be, but we're not sure yet. Uh, that's that, that's a big thing because these are important characters and they already have within hardcore fans, uh, pretty, you know, they're, they're pretty staunch. Uh, uh, they have some staunch fans. And so it would be kind of a bummer if, if the, if the translation is not there when it comes to live action. Yeah, my, my worry about including them in this story, which, I mean, it makes sense to include them, but my worry is that they're just going to be kind of used as Darth Vader's goons that, you know, because you can't take out Darth Vader in the story. We, we know he survives. Uh, so there's going to be some bad guys that need to get taken down, and I, I'm I'm guessing that it's going to be the Inquisitors. And I, I, I'm just worried that this is going to be there for that purpose and not something more than that. I, I I would be concerned about that were it not for Dave Filoni, yeah, who is yeah. very protective of his toys, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and this is one of his things. And also, let's not forget, he's the guy that go that went, all right, you could do Maul, but uh, I already did that. So why don't you do this? You know, he was kind of the one that steered yeah. the ship in this direction, rightfully so, because they shouldn't have done Maul because of what was. And again, I think you and I talked about this. There's no way they would have done Maul and Rebels if they thought this show was going to happen. But oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like that did happen. And, you know, when you say everything is canon, then you got to You're married to that. So, you know, you, you know, and that's fine. I love the way it was done in Rebels. But, you know, there, you can't really like you can't just like ignore that then or you create a lot more problems. So I think I think Filoni stepping in and saying, here's another way you can go about this. I don't think he's going to allow it to be just canon fodder. 
For sure. Uh, and another thing you mentioned in your article is Kumil, who appears in the trailers. I I honestly don't know what role he plays in this. Do you have any, any ideas, any thoughts? No. So we hadn't even seen a shred of footage of um, <clears throat> Peter, by the way, is talking about Kumail Nanjiani, who you would recommend yeah. uh, you might recognize from Silicon Valley or Marvel's Eternals. Um, but uh, so he's in the show. He's apparently got a pretty big role. Um, but we only saw like two frames of footage, footage of him up to this point. He's, he is a human. He's not, you know, he looks like, he almost looks like he's wearing a Jedi cloak, which is interesting. Yeah, that's but, what I was going to bring up. I was, but, but like, I don't know, are the Jedi still going around the galaxy wearing Jedi cloaks with Order 66? <laughs> again, we have almost nothing to go on here. The only thing is, is in an interview at one point, Kamal said, uh, I had this moment. I had heard Ewan was uh super nice, and then we got to know each other a little bit, just hanging out and talking. And then there was this weird moment where I'm talking to Ewan, and they yell action, and he had started talking to me, and I was like, "Oh, I'm talking to Obi Wan right now. This is not Ewan McGregor. This is Obi Wan Kenobi that I'm talking to. My <laughs> character is supposed to be a little bit intimidated by him, and I was a little bit intimidated. You know, it's effing Obi Wan. What are you gonna do? So." that's a little that's a, that's a long way to go of him saying his character is supposed to be intimidated by obi-wan why that's really the only thing we have to go on i mean obi-wan was one of the the bigger people in the jedi order so if he was a younger jedi who i i see a lot of speculation i don't know if this is true but i see a lot of speculation of kumil was a jedi that somehow uh, is being tracked by the inquisitors and brings the inquisitors to Tatooine and that kind of puts Obi-Wan in the sights of the empire. That would, that sure. would make, that yeah. would make some sense. That would, yeah. that would make some sense for sure. It, it would definitely make sense, but I'm not sure that's the story. I mean, I guess that's my biggest question of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And I, I've said this before on the podcast. It's like, what is the reason to do this? Because it really doesn't seem like, there is an arc that need. There's a story that needs to be told between those two movies about Obi Wan, and every I, single I thing see, that I. Oh, I disagree but, with you. <laughs> it's twenty years. It's Obi Wan. He didn't just sit in the desert for twenty years. Something happened. But what what kind of what kind of big thing could happen, Ryan? Is I guess the question because I, I mean I only imagine I love the comics, but the comics do all these like things all the time that like in order to make it exciting, like, you know, in the, and in, in this is new comics. This is like the Canon, you know, Disney comics. Uh, there was a point where Luke Skywalker comes face to face with Obi-Wan Ken I mean, uh, with a uh, Boba Fett, but it's during a sandstorm. So neither of them see the other one. So they have this altercation, but it can be explained away of like, they, you know, they had never met uh, at that point. This is, I think, um, uh, after a new hope but before empire or whatever um it, i don't know i i kind of worry that ryan i kind of worry that it's going to be finding excuses to do things but i don't know i don't know though what is the big pitch i guess the big pitch we've heard from kathleen kennedy from entertainment weekly was that you know obi-wan is it's, it's he's kind of like lost he's kind of given up hope and this needs to get him to the point that we see him in A New Hope. 
Yeah, there. Yeah, that that would make sense. But look again. Here's my thing. I'm not a storyteller. Um, I've got like two ideas I ever had that I thought would make good movies. That's it. That's all. And they're not. You know, like I'm not. I write about this stuff because I love it. So I don't know. What I do know is that there are enough talented people that I trust behind this. And there's enough period of time there where I do think there's a story to tell. I don't know what that story is. I'm excited to learn what that story is. Yeah. And I, I think hope- there's absolutely, and I think there's absolutely a way where you don't take anything away from what we already know. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a tightrope to walk for sure. But, but I think it can be done. My biggest hope is I come out of this series with almost like that Rogue One moment where you realize this whole movie was created to explain, you know, a, a plot, you know, a, a, what some people considered a plot hole with the new hope. Like, I, I want to like have that moment during the series I'm watching. I'm like, oh, okay, this is the reason to do the series. Yeah, um, totally. Be- because Rogue One, I mean, it's worth mentioning. Like when I, I wrote, because it turned five um, last year in December, I wrote my uh, in a column Tales from the Box Office about it. And th- that whole movie, which is widely considered to be one of the best, if not the best thing to come out of Disney's era of Lucasfilm, it was based on two lines of dialogue in the opening <laughs> crawl. You yeah. know, like, and you get a gig- and you get a really worthwhile story out of that. You know, Star Wars is littered with stuff like that. You know, Bo- you know, Boba Fett is a character who gets almost no screen time, comes one of the most popular characters in all of Star Wars. You know, you can go you can go on and on with all this stuff. And and so there if you can do that with Rogue One, you can absolutely find a story to tell within the 20 years Obi-Wan was dicking around on Tatooine. You know, that that's that's what I yeah. figure, but it's just a matter of like the one of the big questions I sort of raised in my article was that just, you know, is it going to tarnish a new hope, you know, because it does run the risk of if you don't execute this correctly, you can tarnish what we already know of a new hope. And that's where all of this starts. So if you tarnish a new hope at all, you're kind of tarnishing the, the golden goose of this all. But, but it also, it, when done well, it has, the, it, it, it can add to what we already know. So yeah. I think that's what they're aiming for. I just hope they hit that target. What, um, you know, this is Star Wars. They love bringing people back. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a gigantic galaxy, but it seems to revolve around the same 20 people. Do you think there's going to be any other established characters that we might see over the course of the series? Absolutely. And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. There's been yeah. rumors about this, but let's be honest. Anyone who pays enough attention to Star Wars is not a hard leap to make. Yeah. At this point in time, Emperor Palpatine is very much alive, very much in charge of the whole galaxy, and very much, you know, Darth Vader's partner in crime. It oh, would yeah. almost, I would be surprised it, if we didn't see Palpatine. That's my point. It would almost be weird if he doesn't show up. Yeah. So, like, make your peace with it. He's probably going to be there and it's probably going to be billed as like a big surprise, but it shouldn't be, you know, given the timeline, it makes sense. So now, now do I believe that there's opportunity for more surprises beyond that? Absolutely. Because that's kind of an obvious surprise given where we're at in the timeline. But I think that's something people should just like people who are tired of the same things happening over and over again. You need to be prepared for this one to happen. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you have Obi-Wan who can speak to Force Ghosts. So, like, you know, there's a potential to have Yoda or Qui-Gon, which I think 
the Qui-Gon relationship with Obi-Wan is something that I feel like didn't really get resolved in the live action stuff. I think there, there might be something there to explore. Um, if, uh, if, if, if I, I, something tells me, cause I know like, you know, um, Liam Neeson's been asked about it a bunch and I know like he, if you're not going to, or if you can't talk about it, you can't talk about it. But I feel like a lot of his answers have felt like, no, <laughs> eh, yeah, I'm only going to do it under really specific circumstances. Like, I don't know if he'd actually do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's my only thing. I wonder, but some of his answers have led me to believe, like, I don't really know if he'd do it just for the show like this. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Maul? Do you think there's any way he could appear? I mean, he's uh, at this point, he's, he's dead, alive. Right? Or is he alive? No, okay, so this yeah, is before. Well, he, well yeah. it's, it's close. Yeah, he's alive. But I think like. Because I think one of the things I'd argue, I, I don't know, but I think like it, it couldn't be Obi-Wan running into him because the thing Rebels did is like Rebels made it explicitly clear that they hadn't run into each other until the Twin Sons episode of Rebels. Yeah. But now we're not going to be we're not going to have a camera on Obi-Wan's shoulder for all six episodes of this. It could be that in looking for Obi-Wan, maybe the Inquisitors, maybe Vader, maybe other people, they come across Maul. That's possible. And we do see Maul, but not like facing off against Obi-Wan. Mm. But it but it has seemed like that's been taken off the table more or less. But so I don't think it's going to happen, but it could happen. Yeah, uh, one of the other questions, I'll, I'll let this be the last one because I know you need to go uh, in your in your articles. You know, you wonder what's the show's big surprise going to be, because it seems like, you know, with Mandalorian, it was baby yoda aka grogu uh, it, it seems like they always hide something from us f- for something for us to to discover in the first couple episodes of the these shows like what do you think the big surprise is going to be here well it's it's up six even like mandalorian season two obviously the big surprise was luke skywalker right so like yeah um and that was one of the final episodes, so that yeah, that it yeah, that was necessarily saying, have to be. But, but so each season, what's interesting is you bookended that series so far with the first episode was the Baby Yoda reveal, the last episode was Luke Skywalker. So like, there's been gigantic bookends and and Mandalorian for that. But but um, so with this, you know, I don't even know. I I I don't know if you necessarily need a surprise that big because like everyone knows what you're waiting for, right? You need that rematch between Vader and 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 obi-wan and and we know with concept art and everything we've seen that's happening so like that's what you're waiting for so sure could there be a surprise in there absolutely um i i, I couldn't even begin to tell you what that would be i, I don't know uh, but sure it could be but i also think this this show has the opportunity to not sort of play that like mystery box game and it can just be a story instead of like doing the WandaVision thing of you speculating a bunch and your yeah, own yeah. speculation leads you to disappointment because you were speculating and not paying attention, you know, like that, like, so, and that was again, the same thing that like the star Wars sequel trilogy did. And, and it's not necessarily a fault of storytelling, but you know, the mystery box thing has its limitations. And so I hope this story doesn't become a mystery box, but I do, but I do think outside of Pal- Palpatine, you still could have some surprises, but maybe ones that don't detract as much from the main story. Yeah. You know, I lied, Ryan. I have one last question for you. Do you think, do you think this is, I mean, this is a show that's not being like, you know, 
part of the Mandalorian verse, but do you think we're going to see any of the Mandalorian verse in this show? No. No. I mean, aside from that, we're having another show that's going to take place on Tatooine a lot. Like, you know, like, I, I, but, uh, <laughs> you don't no, think uh, Pe- Pelimoto is going to be in the background or Ahsoka is going to show up at some point? Uh, oh, oh, now that you bring up Ahsoka. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, but, but I, you know, I, maybe we'll get just one of the six episodes is just another episode of Mandalorian like they did in Book of Boba Fett just for no reason. <laughs> that would piss so many people off, I think, at this point. Yeah, it would be kind of funny, though, like if they just yeah. fully committed, like... <laughs> Okay, anyways, you can find this story. I'll link it in the show notes. You can find this podcast on Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, all the popular podcast apps. Please feel free to send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns to us at peter at slashlum.com. And please rate and read this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, spread the word, and have a good Friday the 13th weekend. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.